We have to go back! Hello everyone, welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And we're also here with our identical twins, we forgot to tell you that we have, uh, Clyde. And Grayson. It gets very confusing. Oh, okay. Yeah, our, the parents really phoned in the naming. Yeah, no, it's Grayson with an A and then a Grayson with an E. Because the other one's British, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a British but with a very convincing American accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they, they studied abroad. And we are here to review the 1991 action crime movie, Double Impact. Even after saying it all week, I still feel like that's not the title of this movie, but it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and we are reviewing this movie because Gemini Man is making its way into theaters, and it's Will Smith v. Will Smith. And yeah. so we... Just did a short Google search on movies with clones in them, and Double Impact seems to be the most fitting. Because whoever made that list thought that twins are... I mean, genetically, you could say they're clones. I don't know. I'm not a geneticist or a twin expert. A twexpert? No. Uh, Uh, You're thinking about a twixpert. Twixpert. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Now I want candy. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was on the list, and we had not seen it, but it had one key factor that made us say yes. And it rhymes with Jean-Claude Van Spam, uh, because it was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the main reason we picked this, and uh, our instincts were not wrong. No. No, our instincts weren't wrong, because we are going to make the biggest impact with our review. Uh, So if you don't remember Double Impact, it was a 1991 movie Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme as, you would think he's playing himself, uh, but no, he plays uh, both Chad and Alex Wagner. In a way, he's playing himself, though, because he did say that Chad is more like his own personality. Yeah, and he just so happens to be able to um, also, like, play this very troubled, edgier version of himself. Uh, the whole premise of the movie is two twin brothers are separated when their parents are murdered, but 25 years later, they reunite in order to avenge their parents' death. Now, this movie is more or less a, a like, you wouldn't guess this based off of watching this movie, but it's based off of a novel, kind it of. Is, yes. Uh, the Coruscant Brothers was the original pitch for this movie I think it's corsican uh let's see cor oh yeah corson right. brother is uh Cors- the in world uh star wars yeah. uh fanfic i mean they got but- secret twins on coruscant uh yeah oh you're right mm-hmm. you're right uh circle with a c we'll see where that takes us uh, and so that was the original uh, pitch for this movie, which that story is about two conjoined brothers who were separated at birth. Uh, and they, though they are separated, they can still feel each other's pains. Uh, oh. and so it's been, it's been adapted several times. This is like an 1844 novella. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Alexandre Dumas. I, yeah. I always feel really uncultured when I try to pronounce French names. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but- yeah. But I'm, uh, I feel good about it. Well, this film premise really caught the attention of Van Damme because he wanted to play twins to help change his image. Uh, quote, 
One of them is violent and the other is not. So the audience can see the contrast in my work, he said. Smart. This picture has comedy, romance, a love story. So it's not all action and fighting. When I fight on screen, I blend dancing and fighting. Grace plus power is very nice. End quote. It and, is nice. Uh, it's very it nice. It is. It really was. Yeah. Uh, I I was very surprised by this movie. Several times I asked myself, what am I watching? Um, not from a uh, like negative point of view at all, but it's just not what I was expecting the movie to be. No, uh, no, it, it wasn't. No, it, uh, it has yeah. a, we very rarely talk about movie ratings, uh, but it has an R rating. Uh, yeah, for it's a hard a, R. Yeah. A, a lot of things. Um, uh-huh. There, there is a nudity. There is, um, there is lots- frog decapitation. That was basically the first time. I was like, why did we? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the movie, the movie did really well uh, with a budget of fifteen million or eighteen million, depending on who you ask. It went on to make eighty million dollars, over eighty million dollars in the box office, and. I mean, when you can bring in that much money playing opposite yourself, you're doing something Van right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Well, I realized when I was watching this that, yes, I was excited to see the movie for Jean-Claude Van Damme, but I don't know if I've actually seen a full Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Um, yeah. Because really, all I can remember from my past of having seen him on screen is that episode of Friends that he's randomly in as himself. Yeah, I mean, he was in, I think, the first actual movie I saw him in. Oh, you know what? It was in Street Fighter. Oh. He was in um, the first Street Fighter movie. Okay. He's been around. I mean, he has over... Uh, 70 credits to his name. And a lot of um, this whole era of action star, uh, I think is kind of long forgotten, except for people like The Rock or um, Jason Statham. Like, you can think of Jean-Claude Van Damme as like the 80s to 90s Jason Statham. Like, Mm -hmm. a very talented actor who does a majority of their own stunts. Uh, But their start was with doing stunt acting or stunt work or more um fight based choreography and turned to actor uh yeah because for this movie he he didn't just do the stunts himself and act in it he was the stunt choreographer for the fights Mm -hmm. uh which explains why so much of the fighting is so you know kicky yeah (laughs) maybe my favorite moment in the entire film was when um, that uh, the behemoth of a human, just, I didn't know human beings were built that wide. I mean, he's just all, if him and The Rock were trying to walk through the same door, Mm -hmm. um, that house is going to crumble. And I I believe I am referring to uh, Bolo Yang, Mm -hmm. um, or Young, uh, who played, the, the character's name is Moon so awesome um but when he threw a barrel at jean-claude van damme and oh, his yeah. instinct is i gotta kick it and he, tries, he just kicks a barrel you gotta like, kick that barrel out of the air there are a lot of stuff like that though like while he's rolling on his back while shooting or when he's oh, uh, man when he has the glass 
in his hand yes. and he just crushes it like a Dixie cup. Yes. So that's what we're dealing with. Absolutely. Uh, and it's wonderful. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- this movie was a lot of fun because I, I was reminded of, uh, you know, we've talked before on the podcast about how action movies are really fun when you get to feel the tension of the scene and um, not downplaying other movies like uh, the Born Identity, but Born Identity, uh, they uh, they replicate a lot of the action with a lot of quick cuts so that you mm. can feel the intensity because, you know, you got to keep Matt Damon a pretty boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with a lot of these, uh, but with a lot of action uh, actors like uh, Jackie Chan, for example, like you, mm-hmm. when you're watching a fight sequence with him, you see these really long takes and you, you're not cutting away from anything because you want to see all the things that he's doing in sequential order. You want to see the impact of what he's doing, double the impact if you can. And um, I, and it's, it just makes a lot of the action movies fun. Kind of like why Tom Cruise just keeps on demanding that they throw him out of airplanes or make him chase after things because yeah, they're like, we're not re- even shooting a movie right now, Tom, throw me out of the plane. I'm willing and able. It's like, sir, this is a commercial flight. We, we don't have the crew for that. Like, I'll walk from here. But yeah, that this kind of action movie is just so much fun just because there are times where you can really feel that this movie felt, surprisingly uh, a lot like the dark crystal in the sense that there were scenes that you know that you're seeing just to show off the artistry of uh these actors fighting abilities or just to see what you can do with that style of fighting like there was a character i assume the character's name is spurs where he wears (gasps) spurs and you hear him jangle around and he does a roundhouse kick to someone's throat and cuts it with a spur. No lines. I haven't seen that before. No lines and spur ma- spurs made one of the biggest impacts for me. I think mm. the That's double probably impact. the third impact if you, if you had to pick one. Right. Yeah. Alex, Chad, and Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Like just such so much fun because I, I thought that some of the uh, the green screen technology mm-hmm. didn't hold up too great. Um, it was interesting to see how they still achieved it, though. It's kind of like because, the original Parent Trap in in some some ways. Um, yeah. it took me a second to remind myself that the original Parent Trap wasn't the one with Lindsay Lohan. I was like, uh, no, that one. I was convinced Lindsay Lohan had a twin. And I was confused as to why we never saw her. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah. It, so it had that very hard, like very obvious. Oh, this is green screen. But the characterization of chad and alex were very strong i was really impressed with jean-claude van damme with that Um, yeah very distinct beyond just the physical like haircut and all that stuff like their personalities were very clear right um and even in the scene where they're dressed the same and meant to look the same you can tell which is which because he is embodying two very different people and this is maybe what i appreciated most about the film is the justification for the accent. That's one of the most beautiful things. I mean, it, it I I my jaw was on the floor because <laughs> 
So for those who haven't seen it, what ends up happening is they're in Hong Kong when these twins are separated because of the worst nanny in the world. <laughs> and um, one one of them goes to uh, a an orphanage that an orphanage in Hong Kong that is a French orphanage. Yes. And you know it's French because they're singing Frere Jaco when she walks up. Yeah. And secondly, the like the guy, the other one, goes to Los Angeles, but not before we learn that he grew up in France and then moved to LA. And it's like, yep. you know what? Yeah. No, you covered all your bases. Yeah. You got and it all. Said, yeah. Uh any questions? <laughs> no, I think that uh just looking through my notes, I think that's about it. Let's I think we see got it. Yeah, no, both of those situations would cause people to, you know, have a French accent. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's it. Yeah, like you said, the movie was financially successful, but it also got some nominations. Um, so the uh, uh, for the Motion Picture Sound Editors Awards, it won uh, Best Sound Editing uh, for Dialogue with uh, Richard Marks. And I, I think the sound editing in general is pretty excellent. I mean, you could tell from the way that we talk about Spurs, his his <laughs> the editing on on his scenes, the Spurs almost become his dialogue. So um, it, that uh, he was not Richard Marx was nominated for that. Um, but the one that uh, really piqued my interest was the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, they were nominated for Most Desirable Male with Jean Claude Van Damme. Well, of course. They just barely uh, lost the award to uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, beat him out for Point Break. Oh, yeah. Point Break. So, mm. so close. Well, you know, it was, it was because they had to choose Chad or Alex. Yeah. And but so here's the messed up thing. Patrick Swayze was also in that category for Point Break. And they were like, between the two of you in the same movie, we're taking... K-Man Reeves here, and uh, we desire him the most. Yeah. Above all. So Absolutely. Speaking of flawless transitions, Grayson, um, another desire that Jean-Claude Van Damme has uh, mm -hmm. is to make a sequel to Double Impact. Yes. Uh, in, 20, in 2010, Jean-Claude Van Damme um, were giving a martial arts demonstration, and Van Damme said that they would hopefully one day put together a double impact two yeah. uh, with young uh, Bolo young uh, perhaps playing a friend instead of an enemy. And then later on um, in an expendables two interview, he said that they would want to remake double impact with a more serious tone. Yeah. So um, as of now, there is just a script written by uh, Van Damme and uh, Ledich yeah. and you know, they said hopefully someone smart enough with an agent or a producer can put that back together, and we'll see. Yeah. Well, Sheldon Ledich and Van Damme worked together so well. Um, well, they did this, obviously, but then also uh, I believe they worked on Bloodsport together, mm -hmm. um, which is one of the Van Damme classics. And so, uh, yeah, the script exists. Let's just make it. Uh, right. I mean, he even he gave the plot synopsis for it, too. It's like the twins, but one of them is coming back from Asia to Los Angeles to help the other brother, who is a con artist and pretending to be like a big Hollywood producer, and uh, he gets in trouble with the mob. Rush Hour 2. Just do it! Do the crossover. I love it. Double Rush. 
man, oh man, what if they did a Rush Hour double impact crossover movie <laughs> called Double Rush Impact Hour? It's perfect. It yeah. sells itself, except I can't imagine all that would fit on the movie it's ticket. It's going to be a big poster. Coming this summer, Jean-Claude Van Damme is a weapon of war. He is headcanon! Headcanon! Headcanon is the part of the show where we share with you unique ideas and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my biggest piece of headcanon with this movie, this beautiful movie, uh, is that... So, and I say this in my head canon. This is what I thought about, and then I did the research. So I was like, "Oh, I'm not the only one who has made this connection." Uh, this has a lot of similarities to the, uh, I'd say, late '80s video game Double Dragon. Oh. Uh, Double Dragon is a beat 'em up video game series initially developed uh, in Japan, and it stars twin martial artists Billy and Jimmy Lee as they fight against various rivals. Several uh, barrels are thrown, and um, and more specifically, if you look up the Double Dragon uh, poster, uh, it looks a lot like the poster for. Uh, double impact and um, you know you have double and double and I mean that's really where the comparison ends but quadruple yeah yeah, I think that this could potentially be the prequel to uh, double dragon Uh, that because double dragon also had a uh, shortly lived animated series that I remember watching and enjoying as a child and um, I think that um, that's that's pretty much it. No, that's fun. I like that. I like when movies and games can kind of blur the line narratively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For my headcanon, I'm going straight Fight Club headcanon on this one. Oh, okay. Um, yep, same person. How do you do all those kicks if he's just one person? <laughs> that's not for me to answer. Um, but I think that he starts as Alex. I think Alex is the real one. Um, And he grew up in the orphanage and then out on the streets. He had a rough life, but he imagined what it would be like to be surrounded by women and doing a a martial arts class here and there at the studio with your parents, you know, childhood friend or whatever Mm -hmm. um, that he clearly remembers from when he was six months old. Uh, And... Uh, yeah, and I think he's looking for a way out of this dangerous life. At first, I thought it was flipped, that it was more like, oh, I got a boring life. I want an exciting one. I think it's the other way around. I think it's a return to normalcy. Right. Um, and I think it's uh, it's someone who is in a really bad position, uh, kind of finding redemption through that. We know that Alex uh, is prone to a wild imagination, as seen in that crazy drunken rated r scene um Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, he like mm -hmm. imagined that whole thing didn't actually happen um yeah because that's why they cut back to the other two just standing on the boat i think that's all mental um and and the drinking is him like trying to push it out uh of his mind um but the main thing that made me feel like these people are not two individuals that they are actually one is at the very end 
the very, very end when there's the hug and it just freeze frames on Chad giving the AOK sign and then just the sound effect of bullets. And then and then we're out and I was like, I feel like I feel like there is something more there. So <laughs> it probably doesn't hold up to extreme scrutiny, but um, it is fun to think what if they are the same person? Yeah. What if they are? Maybe yeah. Chad is the real one. Who knows? But he seems pretty well connected in Hong Kong to right. uh, just that's why we have to be on his territory. They can't go to L.A. unless it's for this sequel where they get like all uh, all wrapped up in the movie mob. Right. Yeah. Now that's solid. You actually made me think of something. Um, so a head cannon shrapnel, if you will. Um, I you made you made me realize that like um, Frank mm-hmm. uh, Frank Avery character's first and last name he. You know, he is the caretaker or he's like a bodyguard mm-hmm. for this very important figure who is helping to build a tunnel system that will build a bridge to two places. Parents get killed. Mm-hmm. He assumes responsibility, teaches them martial arts. Batman. Mm. I, I was going to say it felt a lot like if Batman had a twin just through the whole thing, but um, I can't play that card again. I'm all out of Batman <laughs> cards for headcanon. At, at the very least, I think it would be interesting just the idea that um, that because he said I, I can't remember what, what um, war they said that they served in. Um, he served in Vietnam. OK, so he served in Vietnam. Yeah. So I don't know if it will line. So up maybe with- he knew John Rambo. Oh, whoa. That's way tighter than what I was going to say. I was going to say maybe him and Alfred were in the same battalion. Oh, or kind of a, But yeah. no, Rambo makes a better thing headcanon. That one, <laughs> your your thing instead of the other thing. All right, now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk about recast and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be remade today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? Grayson, I... Yeah. I'm just going to have the most fun with this. Okay. I have been looking forward to this uh, f- for quite some time. Um, I'm just going to go with a direct casting. People who I think look like these characters and it would just okay. be great. Uh, William H. Macy as Frank. Sure. Um, I would love to see Jackie Chan play Moon. Mm. Um, and I would also love to see... Since he didn't, I know he he missed out on his chance to be Batman. Army Hammer playing oh. Jean Claude Van Damme's character of Chad and Alex. That would Social be great. Yes. Network it. <laughs> Double network. That's great. Yeah, I, I love that. I did I did a similar thing, just direct casting. Um, so for Frank, I had J.K. Simmons. Oh, um, nice. And for Danielle. Uh, I had Alexandra Daddario. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think she would be great. Um, and for Kara uh, or Kara, they don't really say her name a lot in it, but it's spelled K-A-R-A. Cara? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The uh, she, she was a professional uh, bodybuilder. Yeah, she was like a Miss Olympia several times over, something like that. And she was in Hercule, one of the Hercules shows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones would be incredible in that role. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she would be great. And then uh, for uh, yeah, for Jean Claude Van Damme's character of Chad and Alex, I'm Tommy Wiseau. It's got to be Tommy Wiseau. Keep the script as is too. Oh, as as is as you can be. Oh man. There were several moments, several lines where I was just like, <laughs> classic Tommy. Classic uh, yeah. Tommy. No, that's really solid. And uh, he's got the man. build for it. Like he's, it's, I mean, it's a different build, but he's strong. So oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he could kick a barrel or two. He could kick a barrel. He oh, would yeah. crush the glass and they'd be like, all right, now let's bring in the prop glass. <laughs> what? Oh, if nothing else, I want to see an earnest attempt at making that happen. So that's my remake is uh, we can just have him in the in double impact the reboot. Oh, I thought you were saying that they should reboot the earnest series uh, uh, with earnest attempt. Um, <laughs> and then it's just yeah. earnest trying to attempt to remake double impact. Wow, that is that's where my mind went. Quite a Russian nesting doll scenario. Yeah. No, that's good. I, I, I love that casting. I think if they were to remake it as a uh I think it would be a really fun series, mm-hmm. like a CBS series. Cause CBS tried to remake Rush Hour. Um, I think if they did double impact with it being twins, uh, I think that that would be fun and interesting to see how Two twins, like they, they're basically. <laughs> I'm basically just thinking that that like they're polar opposites. It's like the odd couple, but they look exactly the same. So it's just constantly uh, playing a uh, parent trap, but with crime. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I think that would be a interesting series. I don't know how many seasons you can, yeah, how long make of that. <laughs> Yeah, especially when they're adults. I feel like you get more out of that as kids who do like crazy switch em up stuff. What but. if the remake is them as like just teens? It's like 21 Jump Street, but double impact. <laughs> just like, uh, think Sister Sister, but Crime Division. Actually, no, there was a TV show called Fillmore where they were all, all monitors. And it was just, it was like, a, cop crime show but it's a cartoon they're all hall monitors do that the double impact yeah i'm done i'm done you could set it up in minnesota and call it twin cities oh there you go i actually i had another recasting that was buried in my notes and it's it's my real one actually i uh uh totally overlooked it uh if tommy was so can't you know uh get on the horn to to do this then i think similar to your army hammer casting chris hemsworth would be great um but i want one of them to be like normal standard chris hemsworth and the other one to be like thor from endgame yeah oh yeah and then you can lean more into the comedy side of it uh, which he is great at so i i think that would be uh, a lot of fun absolutely yeah yeah, that's who you need to to do the the sequel. You get Taika Waititi to yes. to reboot this thing, and it becomes a whole different animal. Oh yeah, 
for sure. I love that. I love that so much. All right, now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So Grayson, why would you recommend Double Impact? I recommend Double Impact because it really does showcase the range of Jean-Claude Van Damme. It was very smart of him to take on a role, uh, especially as an actor who was trying to uh, evolve his public persona. It was smart of him to take on a role where he can show both extremes of him, of more the the comic, plucky side, but then also remind people like where his bread and butter was as an action star simultaneously. So um, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the, the, the story is motivated by the action. Um, it was interesting when you read your synopsis, you said it was about revenge against the parents, which I completely agree. The, when I was watching it, the platform with the synopsis said, um, that they were doing it to get their family's fortune. And I was mm. like, I don't get that from that. But I, th- and I, I think you're right. It is about revenge. It's about um, two people ha- who have never met each other, but have been wronged in the same way, uh, working together, even though they, they are completely different. Um, I mean, one has short hair, one has long hair. They're totally different people. Totally different. And I think that... Um, Ultimately, it's it's about family. Um, it, that family, family. Well, there's a lot of moments in there where they're debating what to do, and Alex seems like he's out, and then he's like, "Okay, let's do it." But you can tell it seems jarring, but you, sometimes, but you can tell that he's doing it because it's not just purely revenge; it's because he has a brother now, um, which I think is really the meaning of that final shot where he's hugging, Alex is hugging Danielle. He's able to be close to her. He's not just like the tough man pushing her away. And Chad is able to be happy for him. Uh, and the the two of them, you get the feeling that they'll continue to work together and have a relationship together. And um, I think that's really sweet, really special. And so it's, it's a fun movie. Um, it's got crazy action. Um, even though it, I mean, it's solidly in that late eighties to early nineties action genre that they have now repurposed to be the expendables cast. And this is solidly a part of that. Um, so if that's your genre, uh, then I highly recommend double impact and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a thrill ride. Uh, I'd recommend this movie because I, I know with Gemini man being out, I know a lot of, um, people are talking about. Well, well, you know, the technology is here now for us to be able to do something like this, uh, which I don't disagree with because it just is. Uh, but I also admire this movie for being able to deliver so strongly on a similar premise where they didn't have the technology on like as intently on their side. Like if this movie were to be made today, it would it would look just like Gemini Man. You're like, oh, well, I didn't know that Jean-Claude Van Damme could occupy the same space. Like, they would probably arm wrestle each other, interact more, um, just because, you know, we can do a lot of mind-bending stuff. Uh, But I really want to give this movie a lot of credit for how far they took this premise with what resources they did have. Yeah. Um, They didn't say, like, oh, well, let's just shelve it until we can boggle people's minds with, uh, Gemini Man technology, but they they still delivered on it and still made a very fun and very exciting action movie with mm-hmm. a ton of twists and turns and just a lot of actual exploding buildings. I love action movies where um, you're 
you just look at a scene and it's like, oh, they just blew up that warehouse. That warehouse doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, that they just unloaded a Mercedes into a giant body of water. Yes, they, they did. They shot it and they <laughs> lit it on fire. Yeah. So it's like, well, there goes some of that's. They said, we need two Mercedes. We need two brand new 1991 Mercedes so we can put them in the water and blow them up. Like, I just love the uh, reality of all these explosions and all of the stunts that they're doing because it just makes it uh, more exciting and more fun and really catches your attention in that way. So that's why I would recommend it. Yeah. And just for the protection of the audience, I do want to reiterate that this was a hard R and not a family film. So... If you were so inclined, don't do that. Don't watch it with with your kids. Don't don't yeah. do that at all. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was a real tough movie to explain to my wife. I have to say. Uh, so just go in uh, knowing that we sometimes review our movies, and we apologize for not giving you a heads up uh-huh. this far into the review. <laughs> uh, but yes, for everything else, we uh, we had a good time. Right, coming soon to Disney Plus. <laughs> And that is our review of the 1991 action movie, Double Impact. Let us know what you remember about Double Impact on our social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a rating and review on the podcasting platform of choice. We actually have a fun announcement. Um, We, at one point in time, became a chart making podcast oh you've heard the term chart topping we're not there yet but we made the chart we're on it Uh, so we have been ranked uh within the top uh 120 uh apple podcasts under film reviews so thank you so much for everyone who has reviewed us of the apple podcasts of film reviews Uh we have made it into the 120th the top 120. So, which, of the subgenre of podcasts that only do film reviews, like we do, yeah, we are in the top 120. Uh huh. Are we like 119? We we shouldn't specify, Grayson. It's why it's, do you say it like that? I, I just say it's like how you know you, you say, oh, I graduated in the top 20 percent of my class. Yeah, it's like oh, I mean that's pretty good for uh-huh. like. 20 percent it's like oh so were you like number 15 it's like you don't don't it's, don't ask it's the percentage questions. that matters i said it how i wanted to say it <laughs> but what we're really saying to you the audience is thank you because we could be in the top 130 right yeah but yeah. we do genuinely appreciate your support and seriously uh, yeah, yeah your your ratings get us there it's due to no effort of our own <laughs> we wouldn't have even been on a list we wouldn't have been on a list at all. No one would have ever typed our name into whatever this list sheet is. And, uh, yeah, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you could give us a rating on a scale of one to five impacts. Um, <laughs> so is it one impact, double impact, or whatever five impacts would it be? What, what, Quintuple the... impact. Quintuple impact. That's what they have to do. No, so the sequel would be... Triple impact. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And they found out that they have a... It turns out you're actually triplets. Or maybe they clone them. Okay, man. Sorry. Yeah. I then re- we have a real first blood remit. situation where the second one is called triple impact. Yes. And we're like, oh. Double okay. impact two. And, like, and where was, does deep impact fit into all this? Is that part of the impact <laughs> canon? 
Uh, that is an impact story. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. You know what, Ricky? This was kind of a secret finale for us because this was a wrap on season four of the podcast. That's a wrap on season four! And we are so happy that we can kick it off season five next week with one of our personal favorites, a classic. Uh, You don't need to be afraid of no ghosts because we are reviewing Ghostbusters. Oh, man, I am so excited. Get ready, Ghostbusters, because we're ready to review you.